powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hey, hello Duvall Nation, hi, hello, thanks everyone, please, please, thank you, thank you, sit down, thank you, appreciate it, thank you very much. Welcome to the Derek Duvall Show, I am your host of the aforementioned show, Derek, and welcome to another show where we showcase a truly remarkable person. I am once again so thrilled that you have chosen to spend some time out of your day, as I know a person's time is a precious commodity. I won't let you down, believe me. Not too much to report this week with me. Everything's been pretty cushy for the most part. I have some great, incredible interviews lined up this week, and one of them is one hell of a get. Looking forward to speaking with him very, very soon. And just for a little hint, for the science fans among Duval Nation, this one is one of those episodes you'll be hitting the refresh button, waiting for it to drop. Believe me. So, welcome to episode 52. I know, right? Absolutely great. We have a really great show for you, and boy, are we stepping out of our comfort zone, and I mean that in a really groovy way. We have on the show acclaimed Erotic Blueprints lead coach and trainer, Angela Thurston. She will be answering your questions about positive sexual health, sexual compatibility, and so much more. Believe me, I learned a thing or two during this interview, and I am from Europe, for God's sakes. Now, before we start, you will have noticed that there is an explicit tag on this episode, as per our hosting platform's regulations, as this episode talks about sex, yet in a very positive way. However, if this sort of talk offends you, or you're not mature enough to understand the subject matter, I think it would be best for you to stop right now. All right, so got to get that out of the way. Let's not waste any more time. Duval Nation, please join me and welcome to the show for the very first time, and hopefully not the last, the truly wonderful Angela Thurston. <laughs> Angela, hello. Welcome to my show. How has the weather been out by you today? It's actually quite nice today. It's been a bit rainy on and off, but how about yourself? Honestly, can't really complain. I start my interviews with the same question. How has it been for you to navigate this COVID-19 world we're living in? Oh, I've, it's been okay. I'm actually very much a recluse. So that part was nice. I just had to be mindful not to go too deep in. Um, and it has affected me and that I can't travel to see some of the people that I love. And I am ready for it to be over. Oh, man, I totally understand. So let's get started. Every journey has a beginning. Where were you born and what was it like growing up? I was born in Edmonton, Alberta. And um, I have very young parents. I was born to very young parents. And so there was some, you know, tumultuous times and uncertainty. And yeah, it was an interesting upbringing, some trauma. Definitely had to do a lot of healing in my adult life because of patterns that I later found out were because of childhood trauma. And I was, I lived very close to both my 
mother and my father's immediate family. So I had lots of support from my aunts and my uncles and grandparents. Wow, that's that's hard. So then at what age did you decide to choose your current profession? Well, it sort of chose me. Um, <laughs> I was <laughs> in my like late 40s and I, it was, well, it started probably in my earlier 40s where I just started realizing that I wasn't really in my body. And I, we had had children and I lost my sex drive after having children. So it had a really huge impact on our marriage where we just weren't having any intimacy because I just had no drive and my husband's drive didn't change. And so I realized that, you know, something had to be done. So I actually began my journey by getting present in my body and doing a lot of healing in my body and being really somatically present so that my body could be a safe place to be because a lot of my childhood trauma, I grew up not really feeling safe in my body. I actually mm -hmm. spent a lot of my life outside of my body and very disassociated. You know, those things helped, but then I really got into, well, I really need to look at my sexuality. Yeah. So I started doing some courses and some trainings. And of course, when you do the teacher trainings or the certification programs, you always get that much more information. So I would al I always really dove right in. And then it was, these practices were so helpful for me that it was like, no, I have these certifications. So then I just started helping other people. The thing was with all these different practices that I did, the art of feminine presence and body sex and Taoist tantric practices, and they would have a little bit of effect and we would have a little bit of momentum in getting more intimate and exploring new and different things, but it would fizzle out really quickly. And mm -hmm. then I discovered the erotic blueprints and that all changed. Okay. So I want to get this right. So I don't misstep. Okay. You are an erotic mastery coach. Am I correct? I'm an erotic blueprint lead coach and trainer. Okay. All right. So can you please break down what exactly that is? So my listeners can better understand what exactly it is that you do. Okay. Well, I'm also on the executive team. So I do a lot of work at the actual company. And I started as an erotic blueprint breakthrough coach. So I coach women and couples in getting more connected, discovering more about their eroticism and within themselves and within their relationship so that they can begin having great epic sex again and just more intimacy, communication and connection. And so with my role as a lead coach and trainer, I do a lot of the calls we offer to our community as well as along with the other lead coaches and trainers. And I train upcoming like coaches in our community as mm -hmm. well as coaches who are stepping into more leadership roles. Fascinating. Okay, so the next question is just as important as that one. What are the erotic blueprints? Because based on what I got to read, they are incredibly interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> to me, it's at the foundation. Like when I first saw Jaya speak about them, I was at another sexuality event. We were actually celebrating Betty Dodson's 89th birthday and Jaya presented. And when she spoke about the blueprints, I was like, oh my gosh, that is what's missing. It made so much sense. So the erotic blueprints are sort of a map into your eroticism because we're all wired differently erotically. So there's five of them. There's energetic, sensual, sexual, which is the most common one in our culture, sexual, kinky, and shapeshifter. 
And that's what that explained a whole lot to me because my husband and I are wired totally differently. And that's why doing all these random things had a little bit of longevity because of the newness and it would feed me, but then it wasn't feeding him sexually. And so what the blueprints do is they give you this roadmap where you get to explore the territory of yourself and your sexuality. So you can find out what actually does feed you. Yep. Like I said, interesting. Okay. So I have some questions that my listeners sent in and if it's okay, I want to read a few for you to answer. The first question is if a married couple has lost the spark in the bedroom, what advice would you give them to get that fire burning again? Well, the first thing I would do is I would get them to take blueprint quiz mm-hmm. online. Uh, there's a basic quiz, which is 10 questions. And there's a more comprehensive in-depth quiz, which is 22 questions. And that one costs, um, there's an investment for that one. But with the 22 questions, you really get more of an in-depth look at what your blueprint is. And then we give you your results and the percentage of each blueprint that you are, as well as you get a report that explains to you, what does it mean to be this blueprint? How do you feed this blueprint? How do you heal it? How do you speak it? I think a lot of the challenges that come with people in long-term relationships that have lost that loving feeling, it's really because they don't know how to feed their blueprint and how they're wired. Because in our culture, we're really taught to the sexual blueprint, which there's nothing wrong with the sexual blueprint, but it's not the only way. And it is the most prominent way that we're taught to be sexual in our culture. Here comes another question. How important is sexual self-care to a person's mental and all-around physical health? I would have to say, Derek, very, very important. To me, especially with a self-practice, like a self-pleasure practice, it really is a way that we can love ourselves. And then we can teach our lovers how to love us instead of leaving them guessing. When we are feeding our sexual, sensual selves, it releases so many feel-good hormones and you feel better. You're juicier. You have more energy. It helps our life force creative energy and it really helps with the aging process. Man, I'm just loving these kind of questions coming in. This next one comes from a female listener. If you could shatter a ceiling of some kind, with the ceiling being one of the most long-standing ideas about love and sex... Which one would it be? That sexual incompatibility is a myth. Okay. Can you elaborate on that more? <laughs> of course I can. <laughs> well, I can use my husband and I as an example. I am primarily a kinky energetic, and he is primarily a sexual. And so all my life, I grew up with thinking that being a sexual is the way that we have sex, it's the way that we please ourselves. And it's the way we communicate. And I'm, I don't get fed that way. So all of the blueprints each have superpowers and they each have shadow sides. And when we can begin to understand what our superpowers are and how to feed them, and we can heal the shadow aspects, then you begin to be able to teach each other the language that you are. So that's an energetic. So for me, I had to really heal my energetic shadow to feel safe before I could expand into my primary blueprint, which is kinky. And kinky is whatever's taboo to you. It can be having sex with the lights on, or it can be full on BDSM. 
the thing that would happen with my partner is, you know, to be sexy or, you know, I'm doing the dishes and he'd come by and he'd squeeze my boob or grab my ass or grab my genitals because that's what he likes. But that's not what I like. That's not what fed me, feeds me. That's not how I'm wired. So if I do that to him, just as little ways to connect throughout the day, that totally lights him up. Mm-hmm. Where I would much prefer if I'm standing at the sink doing dishes that he come and stand behind me, but not touch me. See, an energetic loves the longing and the anticipation. And if he stood behind me and just hovered his lips on my neck and moved his mouth without touching me, that totally feeds me and lights me up. So it all depends. So if you're not speaking your partner's language, then we have the illusion that we're incompatible. So for Mm. a sensual, a sensual just has an amazing ability to create spaces, like anything to do with the senses, sight, sound, taste, touch. And if a sensual comes home from a long day at work and their partner's a sexual and the partner want a sexual needs sex to relax and a sensual needs to relax before they can have sex. So if there's laundry on the floor, or the lights are too bright or the music's too loud, the sensual is going to have a really challenging time dropping into having sex. You see where I'm going with this? Yes, it makes total sense. And I also think that a big challenge is because what we see in our culture doesn't represent what eroticism is. I think we have to expand our definition of what pleasure is and how we have these self-pleasuring experiences with ourselves and with partners. It's funny you say that as my next question feeds off of that. Why do you think the United States has such a taboo attitude towards sex and sexuality compared to other developed nations, especially Europe and Asia? Mm, Good question. I think it has a lot to do with religion and culture and family. And they're just passed on belief systems. And until Mm -hmm. we stop and question, is this something I really believe? Right. And I think all these beliefs really lead to we have a huge amount of shame around sexuality in North America. When I was little, I don't know about you, but, you know, masturbation was bad. Don't touch Mm -hmm. yourself. Don't do that. So we're taught from a very young age not to embrace this natural gift, like that it's our birthright to live a life of pleasure. And the majority of people are not raised that way. We have our sex education. Like everybody has a sex education, right? Mine was abstinence and fear, fear of getting pregnant or fear of getting an STI. But there's no pleasure-based education that were offered. There might be little tiny pockets popping up, but it's not the norm. So this next question comes in from a very loyal listener to the Derek Duvall show. And she asks, how many times a week on average should a couple married or unmarried have sex? Oh, I don't think that there's any generic answer for that. I think it is whatever you want to create, if that makes sense to make everybody happy. And it depends on what type of sex, like there's so much sex we can have that doesn't include penis and vagina sex. That's just, we have this idea in our culture that we're not having sex unless there's intercourse. Moving on down the list. 
what is the one thing you would want to get across to my listeners that they may not fully understand about their own sexual health? Mm. Well, how important it is to make mm. us feel good for more energy, for more youthful aging, or more vi- more vitality as we age would be a better way for me to put it. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I look at it as we, our culture in North America spend so much time on coaching. We hire business coaches, we hire life coaches, you know, we hire coaches to help us decorate our houses. And I think missing sex and sex coaching or exploring our own sexuality is a huge piece that's missing from the holistic model of who we are as beings. So I think it's vitally important that we include that in the equation. And I always find it so interesting because we all come from sex. We wouldn't be here if there wasn't sex. And yet there's so much shame and embarrassment around it. Which melds nicely into the next question. This comes from a gentleman out of San Diego, California. Can pornography be a safe tool in a relationship? Certainly it can. But I think the thing you want to watch out for is if we watch too much pornography, that it can be our only route to pleasure because then that, Mm -hmm. that one neural pathway just gets so etched in. So I think if we use it in a healthy way where we're also having other routes to pleasure, it doesn't become a shadow aspect. And I think that it can be great fun for couples. There are some amazing ethical um, sites out there. And I would be just mindful of what kind of pornography So I think the challenge is when we watch pornography, we think that's the way sex should be. Right. And so we learn from that and that isn't how everybody's wired. And it's also very, it can tend to be very male centric and not female centric in Mm -hmm. pornography. Um, Erica Lust has an amazing website with all kinds of variety of erotica. It's very ethical. It's very female focused. So I I do think that it can be used in a healthy way. Fair enough. Uh, I saw your Power Her Talks on YouTube, and it was very, very good. I watched it earlier. How often do you do speaking engagements? Uh, I haven't been recently. I did that, and I I was doing a lot at that time. I did an TEDx at that time, and yeah, I haven't in a while, and with COVID. What do you enjoy the most about those speaking engagements? Mm. (laughs) Well, it's nerve wracking being on a stage, but it is so much fun to be able to, you know, shed light on some areas that are deemed so shameful and to speak about sex in a very matter of fact, normal, everyday way, I really find allows people to begin to feel more comfortable with their own sexuality, Mm -hmm. right? If I to inspire people to get creative and curious about their sexuality. (laughs) Yeah, the being in the jar analogy had me in hysterics. I need to show that one to my wife. (laughs) Lots of people can relate to that one. (laughs) So what does the immediate future look like for you right now? Well, right now I am working with the Blueprint Breakthrough. So we have lots of exciting things. We have an amazing community of Um, coaches. We have an amazing community of members who have joined the Erotic Blueprint Breakthrough course. And then we have a 
erotic freedom club that helps support them as they go through the course. So we offer pleasure mastery calls where people who are in the program can get on and get live on the spot coaching with our lead coaches and trainers. And we also offer sex tips, tools, and tricks calls. So I work a lot with that. I do a lot of behind the scenes things to, so we can bring pleasure, like to make, to have the erotic blueprints be a household word and have everybody exploring their own eroticism. For us, it's like sexuality is the doorway in to getting to those higher places of consciousness and connection and self-love. Awesome. So as we begin to wind down this interview, what would be the best way for my listeners to follow your journey and adventures online? Or that being said, if they want to seek your services. Okay. Um, they can reach me at Angela Thurston at MissJaya.com or the blueprintbreakthrough.com if they want to take the quiz. And that would also give them access to check out what's involved if they wanted to take the course. Yeah, which is really great. It's It just is an amazing guide that takes you all through the different layers. And it's actually a course that you can do over and over again. You get lifetime membership to Erotic Freedom Club. So you get mm -hmm. to be in a community of people. It's not a dating or a hookup right. club. It's definitely just there. We have a huge, really powerful, tight consent container and community agreements. So it's a, um, we're really continually all the time making it a safer and safer place to be. And it's just a really great place to be supported and, and seen and be in community with other people who are curious. The fascinating thing, Derek, is so many individuals think that they're alone in what they're feeling when it comes to their sexuality. And there are so many other people out there that feel the exact same way. We come to the final question. And as always, it's my personal favorite. The question is this. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you want to say to the people of Earth? That <laughs> pleasure is your birthright. <laughs> <laughs> and the healing begins with us. Angela, thanks ever so much for taking the time to come on the show today. I know I sure learned a lot. Honestly, it's been an absolute thrill. Best of luck to you. Mm, thank you so much, Derek. It's been delightful. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 52. <laughs> I want to thank the amazing Angela Thurston for coming on the show and sharing her wealth of sexual knowledge with us. I encourage you to seek her out and learn from her. Hopefully we can have her back on the show again down the road. We are continuing to pump out incredible content, and the next episode coming out is just as amazing. Be sure to look for that release coming very, very soon. With that being said, on behalf of the entire team here at The Derek Duvall Show, I say to each and every one of you, be safe, be well, Love your neighbor, regardless of nationality, color, sex, or sexual orientation. We are all in this crazy thing called life together. Nosta, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, for the latest news on downloads and to explore past episodes. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duval Show.